Hello. Today uh, is in a row. Uh, we got Quidditch chapter, the Quidditch match, in which Harry uh, plays against the uh, Slytherin team. So this is chapter eleven, Quidditch. Harry felt restless. He wanted Quidditch through the ages back to take his mind off his nerves about tomorrow. Why would he? Be Would he be afraid of Snape getting up? He told Ron and Hermione. He was going to ask Snape if he could have it. Rather you than me," said they together. But Harry had an idea that Snape wouldn't refuse it. There were all the teachers listening. He made his way down to the staff room and knocked. There was no answer. He knocked again. Nothing. Perhaps Snape had left the book in there. It was a worth try. He pushed the door ajar and peered inside. And a horrible scene met his eyes. Snape and Filch were inside, alone. Snape was holding his rope, ropes above his knees. One of his legs was bloody and mangled. Filch was handing Snape bandages. Blasted thing, Snape was saying. How are you supposed to keep your eyes on all three heads at once? Harry tried to shut the door quietly, but Potter! Snape's face was twisted with fury as he dropped his ropes and quickly to hide his leg. Harry gulped. I just wondered if I could have my book back. Get out! Out! Harry left before Snape could take any more points from Gryffindor. He sprinted back upstairs. Did you get it? Ron asked as Harry joined them. What's the matter? In a low whisper, Harry told them what he'd seen. You know what, is, what this means? He finished breathlessly. He tried to get past a three-headed dog at Halloween. That's where he was going when we saw him. He's after whatever it's guarding. And I bet my broomstick he let the trolling to create a diversion. Hermione's eyes were wide. No, he wouldn't, she said. I know he's not very nice, but he wouldn't try to steal something Dumbledore was keeping safe. Honestly, Hermione, you think all teachers are saints or something? Snapped Ron. I'm with Harry. I wouldn't put anything past Snape. But what's, what's he is after? What's the dog guarding? Harry went to bed with his head buzzing with the same question. Neville was snoring loudly, but Harry couldn't sleep. He tried to empty his mind. He needed, he needed sleep. He had to. He had his first Quidditch match in a few hours. But the expression of Snape's face when Harry had seen his legs wasn't easy to forget. The next morning dawned, very bright and cold. The great hall was full of the delicious smell of fried sausages and the cheerful chatter of everyone looking forward to a good Quidditch match. You've got to eat some breakfast. I don't want anything. Just a bit of toast, whittled Hermione. I'm not hungry. Harry felt terrible. In an hour's time, he'd be walking onto the pitch. Harry, you need, to your, you need your strength, said Seamus Finnegan. Seekers are always the ones who get nobbled by the other team. Thanks, Seamus, said Harry, watching Seamus pile ketchup on his sausages. By 11 o'clock, the whole school seemed to be out in the stands around the Quidditch pitch. Many students had binoculars. The seats might be raised high in the air, but it was still difficult to see what's going on in front sometimes. On the Hermione joined Neville. Seamus and Dean, the West Ham fam, up in the top row. As a surprise for Harry, they had painted a large banner on one of the sheets scabbard and ruined. 
It said Potter for president and Dean, who was good at drawing, had done a large Gryffindor lion underneath. Then Hermione had performed a tricky little charm so that he paint flashed different colors. Meanwhile, in the changing room, Harry and the rest of the team were changing into their scarlet Quidditch robes. Slytherin would, would play in green. Wood cleared his throat for silence. <coughs> okay, man, he said. And woman, said Chase Angelina Johnson. And woman, Wood agreed. This is it. The big one, said Fred Weasley. The one we have all been waiting for, said George. We know Oliver's speech by heart, Fred told Harry. We were on a team last year. Shut up, you two, said, Harry, said Wood. This is the best team Gryffindor had in years. We're going to win, I know it. He glared at them all as if to say, or else. Right, it's time. Good luck, all of you. Way above them, Harry was climbing over the game, squinting above for some sign of the snitch. This was part of his, his and Wood's plan. Keep out of the way until you catch sight of the snitch, Wood said. He had said. We don't want you attacked before you have to be. When Angelina had scored, Harry had done a couple of loop-the-loops to let out his feelings. Now he was back to staring around of the snitch. Once he had caught sight of a flash, gold, a flash of gold, but it was just a reflection of one of the Weasley's wristwatches. And once a bludger decided to come pelting his way, more like a cannonball than anything, but Harry dodged it and Fred Weasley came chasing after it. Alright there, Harry, he had time to yell, as he beat Bludger furiously towards Marcus Flint. Slytherin in possession, Lee Jordan was seen. Chaser Pusey ducks two Bludgers, two Weasleys and Chaser, Chaser Bell and speeds towards the... Wait a moment, was that the snitch? A murmur ran through the crowd as Adrian Pusey dropped the quaffle to busy looking over his shoulder at the flash of the gold that had passed his left ear. Harry saw it. In a great rush of excitement, he dived downwards after the strike of gold. Slytherin seeker Terence Hicks had seen it too. Neck and neck, they hurtled towards the snitch. All the chasers seemed to have forgotten what they were supposed to do as they hung in mid-air to watch. Harry was faster than Hicks. He could see the little round ball, wings fluttering, darting up ahead. He put on an extra spurt of speed. When a roar of rage echoed from the Gryffindor below, Marcus Flint had blocked Harry on purpose and Harry's broom spun of course, Harry holding on for dear life. Foul screamed to the Gryffindors, Madame Hooch spoke angrily to Flint and then ordered a free shot at the goalposts for Gryffindor. But in all that confusion, of course, the golden snitch had disappeared from sight again. Down in the stands, Dean Thomas was yelling, send him off, ref! Red card. This isn't football, Dean, Ron reminded him. You can't send people off in Quidditch. And what's a red card? But Hagrid was on Dean's side. They ought to change the rules. Flint could knock Harry out there. Lee Jordan was finding it difficult not to take sides. So after the obvious and disgusting bit of cheating, Jordan growled Professor McGonagall. I mean, after the open and revolting foul, Jordan, I'm warning you. All right, all right. Flint nearly kills the Gryffindor seeker, which could happen to anyone, I'm sure. So a penalty to Gryffindor taken by Spinet, who puts it away, no trouble. And we continue to play. Gryffindor still in possession. 
It was as Harry dodged another bludger which went spinning dangerously past his head that it happened. His broom gave a sudden frightening lurch. For a split second he thought he was going to fall. He gripped the broom tightly with both his hands and knees. He'd never felt anything like that. It happened again. It was as though the broom was trying to buck him off. But Nimbus 2000s did not suddenly decide to buck their riders off. Harry tried to turn back towards the Gryffindor goalposts. He had half a mind to ask Wood to call time out. And then he realized that his broom was completely out of his control. He couldn't turn it. He couldn't direct it at all. It was zigzagging through the air and every now and then making violent swishing movements, which almost unseated him. Lee was still commentating. Slithering in possession, flint with the quaffle, passes spinet, passes bell, hit hard in the face by a bludger. Hope it broke his nose. Only joking, professor. Slithering score. Oh no. The Slytherins were cheering. No one seemed to have noticed that Harry's broom was behaving strangely. It was carrying him slowly higher, away from the game, jerking and twitching as it went. Do know what Harry thinks he's doing, Harry mumbled. He stared through his binoculars. If I didn't know better, I'd say he'd lost control of his broom. He can't have. Suddenly people were pointing at Harry all over the stands. His broom had started to roll over and over, with him only just managing to hold on. Then a whole crowd gasped. Harry's broom had given a wild jerk and Harry swung off it. He was now dangling from it, holding on with only one hand. Did something happen to it when Flint blocked him? Seamus whispered. Can't have, Hagrid said. His voice was shaking. I can nothing interfere with a broomstick except a powerful dark magic. No kid could do that to a Nimbus 2000. At these words, Hermione seized Hagrid's binocular, but instead of looking up at Harry, she started looking fran frantically at the crowd. What are you doing, Montron? Gray-faced. I knew it, Hermione gasped. Snape, look! Ron grabbed the binoculars. Snape was in the middle of the stands oppos opposite them. He had his eyes fixed on Harry and was muttering non-stop under his breath. He's doing something, jinxing the broom, said Hermione. What, sh what should we do? Leave it to me. Before Ron could say another word, Hermione had disappeared. Ron turned the binoculars back on Harry. His broom was vibrating so hard it was almost impossible for him to hang on much longer. The whole crowd were on their feet, watching terrified as the Weasleys flew up to try and pull Harry safely on to one of their brooms, but it was no good. Every time they got near him, the broom would jump higher still. They dropped lower and circled beneath him, obviously hoping to catch him if he fell. Marcus Flint seized the quaffle and scored five times without anyone noticing. Come on, Hermione, Ron muttered desperately. Hermione had fought her way across the stand where Snape stood and was now racing along the road behind him. She didn't even stop to say sorry as he knocked Professor Quirrell headfirst into the row in front. Reaching, Shna uh, reach reaching Snape, she crouched down, pulled out her wand and whispered a few well-chosen words. Bright blue flames caught, shot from her wand to the, onto the hem of Snape's ropes. It looks perhaps 30 seconds of Snape to realize that he was on fire. A sudden yelp told her she had done her job. 
Scooping the firefilm into a little jar in her pocket, she scrambled back along the road. Snape would never know what had happened. It was enough. Up in the air, Harry was suddenly able to clamber back onto his broom. Neville, you can look, Ron said. Neville had been sobbing into Hagrid's jacket for the last five minutes. Harry was bending towards the ground when the crowd saw him clap his hand to his mouth as though he was about to be sick. He hit the pitch all fours, caught, and something gold fell into his hand. I've got the snitch, he shouted, waving it above his head, and the game ended in complete confusion. He didn't catch it, he nearly swallowed it. Flint was still howling 20 minutes later, but it made no difference. Harry hadn't broke any rules and Lee Jordan was still happily shouting the result. Gryffindor had won by 170 points to 60. Harry heard none of this, though. He was being made up a cup strong tea in, back in Hagrid's hut with Ron and Hermione. It was Snape, Ron was explaining. Hermione, I saw him. I was curse. He was cursing her broomstick, muttering, he wouldn't take his eyes off you. Rubbish, said Hagrid, who hadn't heard a word of that had gone on the next to him in the stands. Why would Snape do something like that? Aaron and Hermione looked at each other, wondering what to tell him. Harry decided on the truth. I found out something about him, he told Hagrid. He tried to get past a three-headed dog at Halloween. It bit him. We think he was trying to steal whatever it's guarding. Hagrid dropped the teapot. What do you, why, how do you know about Fluffy, he said. Fluffy? Yeah, he's mine. Bought him off a Greek chappy I met in the pub last year. I lent him to Dumbledore to guard the... Yes, said Harry eagerly. Now, don't ask me anymore, said Hagrid gruffly. That's top secret, that is. But Snape's trying to steal it. Rubbish, said Hagrid again. Snape's a Hogwarts teacher. He'd do nothing of the sort. So why did he just try and kill Harry? cried Hermione. The afternoon's events, events certainly seemed to have changed her mind about Snape. I know a jinx when I see one, Hagrid. I've read all about them. You've got to keep eye contact and Snape wasn't blinking at all. I saw him. I'm telling you, you're wrong, said Hagrid hotly. I don't know why Harry's broom acted like that, but Snape wouldn't try and kill a student. Now listen to me, all three of you. You're meddling in things that don't concern you. It's dangerous. You forgot that dog and you forget what it's guarding. That's between Professor Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Aha, uh -huh, said Harry. So there's someone called Nicholas Flamel involved, is there? Hagrid looked furious with himself.